0: Welcome to today's episode of 49ers Unrestricted. You may notice that there's a little less pep in my voice today, but my name is Timmy Gibson. I'm here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow. We are here to break down yesterday's disappointing, but not not unpredictable, and at least from my perspective, not not crushing in any way, loss in the NFC Championship to the Los Angeles Rams. Daniel, how you doing today? Hi, everybody. Good morning.
1: Yeah, obviously, yesterday was a tough day. Uh, big sadness. That's that's my phrase right there, everybody. Big, big sadness. sadness. You know, I what I do love to look back on is if you listen to to uh, Timmy's and my podcast from from even just a couple of weeks ago, like we did not think we were gonna be here. So I will appreciate the the run that we went on, um, but that does not make this any easier. Uh, knowing that we weren't necessarily expected yeah. to be here, but you know, it was I, I kind of feel like it was a pretty classic Niners game again um, and ending with a Jimmy Garoppolo interception only only seems right. Uh, and that's a that's yeah. not a fun thing to be right.
0: No. And yeah, and that, that's the thing. In many ways, we were we were playing with house money. We never really I mean, we barely made it into the playoffs. I don't think any of us expected us to beat the Packers, the Cowboys. Some people saw coming, but, but making it to this NFC championship and going into the fourth quarter with a lead is something that a lot of people, people would not have predicted. And so it was, it was really nice to, to have that and to, to see that happen. And so, yes, the losses is is crushing because all losses are, and this team really, really did seem to, to be, have something special and to, to have a chance. But when you, when you look at the season as a whole, I don't see how it's anything other than a resounding success, and yeah. we're gonna pack that up, uh, break that all down on later episodes. But it's so it was it was one of those games where I was I was able to walk away from a loss, uh, watching with a bunch of Rams fans with my head held high. I've been at 49ers losses, both the Super Bowl losses, for example, were were crushing. I was furious, and this one was just like, well, you know, this was always supposed to be more of a transitionary year, and it it went better than than any of us could have expected. So that was. Yeah, that's just the the perspective to keep as we now go into to really breaking down the specific game and, and what happened and, and why why we lost and what what that might mean going forward.
1: So many players and, you know, when fans say it, it's irrelevant to me but a lot of players will say, like, hey, it's Super Bowl or bust. And I think those no. expectations are, uh, you know, uh I'll say fair to have for your team. If that, if that's what you want to say or do. Um, but that, you know, I don't think that it was even the Niners expectations. I think it was their hope. Um, but I think these, these players are pretty real and, uh, they're, they're down to earth and understand reality and know that they were the underdogs throughout the entire season, the entire postseason, And that fuels them, especially Jimmy. He, he has said the last few weeks that he just loves, uh, the doubters and the haters and that, that helps. Yeah, them. Jimmy um,
0: Jimmy rises to face that in a lot of occasions.
1: Yeah. And um it it was tough watching the loss, but it was more tough watching the press conference with these guys after and, and seeing Debo on the side just having a hard time. And I'm not yeah. a huge Odell fan, so I was having a hard time seeing Odell comfort him. But I'm like, you know what? That's cool. Like, appreciate yeah, the wide receiver I, brotherhood there.
0: I love this team. This is this is going down as one of my my personal favorite. 49ers team this has just been such a a fun a cool team to watch just so the way they play football the way they talk about each other the way that they've supported jimmy throughout all of this mess this is this will go down forever as one of my favorite 49ers teams ever and i agree that was it was just crushing to see to see that to see Jaquiski Tart. Blaming himself to see the other players defending him. And we are going to break that down. And I think Jaquiski Tart does, does deserve a little blame, but just to see, see how much it meant to these guys and, and how hard it was on all of them to watch Trent Williams play through what clearly was a really painful high ankle sprain into, to go down like that, to still be going into motion. Yeah, that was a, a crushing that that was the probably the saddest part was watching how how it hit those guys because I've just come to really love these guys and to love this team.
1: Yeah, a couple of a couple of highlights or just uh, notable things from the game. Um, this kind of pours some salt in the wound, but we got to talk about it. How the That's Rams ran out of timeouts in the second half.
0: Yeah, what the heck, Sean McVay? I was like laughing with my friend who was a Rams fan. I was laughing at him because I was like, your coach just wasted all your timeouts on challenges.
1: Yeah. Uh the first one, I want to say they used the first one to avoid a delay of game or something. And then the next two were challenges, um, lost challenges. And I'm like, dude, this is the game going to the Super Bowl. I get you're you're fighting for your team, but know what battles to fight. Like, those are not good challenges to calls to make to challenge them. And I just thought that was that was nuts. Um, you know, I feel silly pointing that out and saying that now, even though we lost, um, but you know I think that's a that's a a bad look on Sean McVay and, and the coaching staff to run out of timeouts, but hey, you know, yeah, you still won the game. Won so the game. What, what can I really say? You know, I just thought that was a note that needed to be said.
0: Yeah, and it's we're I don't know if we want to break down the game literally or time-wise, but I think the biggest story coming out of this game is gonna be what what has been the biggest story for the 49ers and for for head coach Kyle Shanahan for a few seasons, unfortunately, which is that he – does not seem to be able to call plays particularly well in the face of of late ga- of having a late game lead. The 49ers led this game 17 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. I believe this is one of the largest uh, comebacks in a conference championship game ever and you can go back and forth on on how much blame should fall on Shanahan for his play calling, but I'm just warning you 49ers fans that is going to be what you are hearing for weeks is that Kyle Shanahan can't coach when he's up with a lead and unfortunately he has yet to, to get to break that narrative. And I, I think he will, but it's, it's tough to see.
1: Yeah. Um, we already touched on Jaquaski tarts uh, almost interception again, not, not defining any play as a uh, game deciding play. Even Jim McRappell's end of the game pick um,
0: the interception, you know, the dropped interception was bad. It,
1: it, it Absolutely. The dropped interception was bad. Um, it, it really does make me want to play
0: the what ifs game. Um, I mean, what if is, is easy. The 49ers win that game. If, yeah. if Tart catches the ball and that's, and so, I don't, I don't blame Tart. You're right. There's so many other moments that we can, that we can look to and I, I don't want to put the blame on Tart. I really don't. I don't want this to be a Kyle Williams situation, but at the oh, same gosh. time, Matthew Stafford, and we talked about this, that Stafford was going to slip up. Like, that's what he does. And you had to take advantage of those opportunities. And that was, that was the slip up. I mean, that hit him in the numbers. And I get Tart was talking afterwards, just like, like, I, I don't want, don't want to pile on the guy. Like mistakes are made and you're right. No, no game comes down. To one to one moment and the offense did get the ball back later with a chance to win the tie it up and win the game and they they didn't take it. And so I don't I don't want to put the blame on but that really felt like it would have been a game swinging a game changing a momentum shifting moment if he catches that ball and it hit him right in the numbers and it's it's hard to see you
1: and I already talked about this how. Uh, George Kittle, you know, was quick to defend Tart, And he said, hey, we probably wouldn't be yeah. here without him. Um, he made some huge plays against Green Bay. And so and he he totally
0: did. And I don't like, yeah, we don't want to pile on the guy.
1: Yeah. um, Was just looking at some stats real quick. And Ambry Thomas led the team in tackling with 10 solo tackles. Um, so that yeah. just shows you Stafford was feeding the receivers and he was targeting the rookie cornerback who has never been this far. Obviously, he's a rookie. Um, and you know, I think that's a, that's a great idea on, you know, if that's, uh, Sean McVay's call or coordinator's call. Um, yeah, I would, I would do the same thing if I were the Rams target, the young guy. Um, I thought Fred Warner had a great game. I'm just looking here. He was second in tackles, two tackles for a loss, uh, pass deflected. Like he, he played his role for sure. Um, just a, a fun thing to talk about how fun was it to see Robbie gold and Jalen Ramsey in each other's face going at it, heading into halftime, I believe. Right. It was just yeah. pretty funny to see our, our legendary, like uh, 37 or 39 year old kicker just going at it with, with Jalen Ramsey.
0: Um, Robbie a, gold a has to be it. like, like find yourself a kicker who will fight the other team's star quarter cornerback. Like I love to see it. Robbie gold's got swag.
1: Absolute savage absolute yeah. savage i mean i mean you knew he was a savage when you find LA. out that
0: every game he warm up he warms up by doing his practice kicks while the other team is running out onto the field he almost hit someone in the head like yep. it like looked like it grazed a helmet i love it so robbie gold will be back we
1: love that man thank goodness for him um let's brag about bosa a little bit you know that could be a segment title bosa. Right there. brag about bosa he broke a franchise record for his sacks in playoff games. He had, or uh, I guess just playoffs in general, um, career playoff games for uh, the franchise. And he has eight sacks over six playoff games. Um, and so that is that is certainly him showing up in those moments and those games that matter big time. Um, it was It was t- last week that he had two, him and Eric Armstead both, and he was credited with one and a half this uh, yesterday. So... In the last two games, he's got three and a half sacks. So Bosa is going to work a little bit or more than a little bit. And so it's nice to see that really nice to see uh, our key players, you know, shine in those moments. I thought Bosa and Warner both had, had great games on defense.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're great players. And this team has a lot of, has a lot of great players, which yeah, that defense, the defense played well. And you're right. Warner and Warner and Bosa most of all. And I mean, that's that's just that solace to have going forward because both of those guys are gonna be on this team for a long time. And you know, we have got the this 49ers team has the best edge rusher in the NFL, the best linebacker in the NFL, the best pure offensive playmaker in the NFL in, in Debo Samuel, the best left tackle in Trent Williams, and the best tight end in George Kittle. And none of those They're guys all coming are coming
1: back anywhere. next year. Nowhere, yeah, going nowhere.
0: And, yeah, and that makes that that puts us in a good position to be optimistic for the future it also, you know, makes right now more challenge. Like it makes right now a little harder to see that team go down, but yeah, the defense played well. Um, I mean, 17 to seven going into the fourth quarter. Like what more could you ask for?
1: Nothing. That's insane. Yeah. Um, any other game break for you, Timmy, or should we get into uh, our list, our massive list of free agents for this coming off season?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the only, the only other thing to talk about is Daniel and I chatted about this earlier. And it's really, really tough watching a game and there's a minute, two minutes left on the, on the clock and your team has a ball, has the ball. And all you could think to yourself is, well, the quarterback hasn't thrown an interception yet and he always throws one. So he's going to throw one and then be right. Like, man, would I have loved to have that thought proven wrong in that moment? And it, and it wasn't. And that, that's what it comes back to, to Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and now I don't think that pick changed the game. Like best case scenario after that, the 49ers were still third and 10 on like the Rams 10 or 15 and had to march the ball down the field. But if we still have if we got the ball away, alternatively, it's fourth and 20 like so I don't think that but it's just it's really crushing to know that and to know there's nothing you can do about it and to, to still see it happen. And so, Jimmy. I'm so thankful to Jimmy and how he handled this season. I I could not respect him more to watching what he's had to put up with. I mean, so many guys, so we've seen so many examples of NFL quarterbacks put in his position that handle it terribly and just get really angry and pissed off and just don't don't handle it well and Jimmy it elevated Jimmy and he let it drive him and he never let it affect his relationship with Trey he never let it affect his relationship with the team at least not that we saw publicly and the team still loves and supports him and it was kind of sad to see him last night essentially acknowledge like yeah this this might have been my last game with with the 49ers. And it's tough for me to, on the one hand, criticize him and, and think I'm right in that. But on the other hand, want to just say how thankful I am to have had him on this team for the past three or four seasons. And just, he he's elevated this 49ers team in an un, undeniable ways. And his his character and his work ethic and his attitude is is imprinted all all over this team and he's been an incredible leader for it and all around by all I can see a stand up guy who's handled one of the toughest situations you can be in in professional sports as Seriously. well as anybody could so so thank you thank you Jimmy we're we'll talk about that more but at the same time that interception was terrible sorry I don't know why I said that in the middle of my thank you Jimmy Jimmy speech but just I just want to say that yes I think I think Jimmy showed why we're, why we should be moving on from him. But at the same time, I don't want to forget all of the, all of the great things that happened and the, the well of really bad quarterback play. No, he couldn't have handled it better. And we were coming out of a stretch of really terrible quarterbacks before, before Jimmy came with, you know, Blaine Gabbert, uh, Brian Hoyer. Hey, I love Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. He was
1: horrible, but I loved Blaine Gabbert.
0: Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it had been a rough two I or did. three years before, before Jimmy came. And so thank you, Jimmy. That's, that's all I want to say. And we'll, we'll break all that down, but I just, I want to thank him. And I also want to say that that interception was really bad. <laughs> nice parting thought. Yep. Um.
1: Yeah. You know, there's, there's tons of little things we could, we could pick apart. Uh, Debo Samuel only had 11 touches. Uh, yeah, both receivers. There's definitely some play rushing, calling. so
0: not yeah, going we, in on fourth, and, say, going on fourth and two.
1: We want to say that you know, you've got to feed D with the ball, but he had seven attempts, rushing attempts, and it's usually what he has. Uh, yeah. He was not able to do a whole lot with it. Um, he was able to the Rams to, sold
0: out to stop the run, and we couldn't punish them in the passing game for it.
1: Elijah Mitchell, it, that's exactly what it was. Elijah Mitchell didn't get enough going on the ground, and you know, our. Our air attack was silenced for the yeah, most part, and, to say the least. And, you
0: know, looking looking forward, like, that's what you bring in Trey Lance for, to be able to make plays when a team sells out to stop the run like that, whether it's him running or whether it's him hitting some deep balls that Jimmy hasn't been able to consistently hit. That's something we can look forward to is this scheme opening up. But that was one of the first times I've ever seen Kyle Shanahan not be able to, to scheme up a rushing attack
1: yeah which is obviously his forte if you know anything about Kyle that is what he's the most most skilled at okay let's <clears throat> excuse me let's look at this long list of free agents what we noted a minute ago is that pretty much our our star players our top you know five almost probably top 10 guys if not more are are locked up for another year or two you know debo has one more year and we are praying that we see an extension this offseason. I believe that that should be uh, item number one to address, um, to get figured out. And so let's let's go through this list real quick. Left guard, Lakin Tomlinson. I think that might be the biggest name on this list that is becoming a free agent.
0: That's uh, an, important, Richie, an important name.
1: Yes. Richie James, Tavarius Moore, Trenton Cannon, Trent Sherfield, Jordan Willis. Uh, Jake Brendel, backup center, Maurice Hurst, Arden Key, Travis Benjamin, Dante Johnson, Tom Compton, Tavon Wilson, Jakowski Tart.
0: If Tom Compton is still on this team next year, I'm going to be so mad.
1: I'm going to be I'm going to be mad as well. I'm not a huge fan of Tom Compton. Uh, Tavon Wilson. Oh, I already said Tavon Wilson and Tart. Muhammad Sanu, Marcel Harris, Josh Norman, Ross Dwelly, Jeff Wilson. K-Wan Williams, Raheem Mostert, DJ Jones, Jason Verrett. Remember Jason Verrett? And yeah. Darian Daniels. So What are the, what are the names so that I stick out to you, Timmy?
0: I hear that, and off the top of my head, I think a couple things. I think DJ Jones is coming back. I think, gosh, who was the first name you said? Why can't I remember? Lakin Tomlinson. Lakin Tomlinson, I think we have to sign. Um, oh, absolutely. I feel like there were more names that my reaction was, you need to sign this guy. But Jones, Tomlinson, and... Kaywan Williams are Uh, all guys that we that we have to resign. Obviously, those D-line guys like Key and Willis and Hurst. I'm like, oh, I want those guys back. But if you look at the 49ers for the past couple of years, all they've done is sign pass rushers off the street and then send them off to make way more money on other teams. So I'm it's one of those things that kind of how we speak about the 49ers rushing attack where like you can just plug someone in as long as they're like coachable. And that's, that's obviously not all of it. I feel the same way about the 49ers pass rush. So I'm pretty good to let those guys go and congratulate them to make more money elsewhere, but I'd, I'd love to keep them, but those don't concern me, but Williams Tomlinson and DJ Jones is the pass rusher is the D line guy that I really think we need to keep. Cause I think he's super important to our run defense as well.
1: Yeah. And he was a DJ Jones was a starter. These other guys were not. And we loved having all the depth that we did at the D line, but you're right. We cycle through guys almost every year, every two years, um, through the D line and quite literally sign them off the street. It seems like Uh, guys who, who don't have deals and and aren't seeming like they're going to go somewhere. They come here, they, they see some success and they go find jobs elsewhere. Um, I would love to see these guys return just so we didn't have to, you know find someone new and see how it works out if it's a good fit we know that these guys were a good fit um Arden Key especially he was not someone that I I thought was going to be as good as he was I think in terms of where I saw this D-line that we had coming into the season Arden Key was uh probably one of the lowest in my mind and I think he actually outperformed where I had him the most and maybe that's just too too little of expectations from him um I would love to see Jeff Wilson return um our, our backup running backs is gonna be fun to see how that plays out this, this offseason. Um, we can all assume Elijah Mitchell is gonna remain the starting running back next year. Um, with Raheem Mostert, a free agent, um, you know, we talked about when he got hurt that we believed that he had played his last game. Um, but seeing Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, that just makes me sad. To see them both go because they were yeah. such a core part of the Niners running game for a long time.
0: But it, it seems like there has been a torch passed to to Elijah Mitchell, for sure.
1: How could there not be?
0: How? I mean, he's played so well. Yeah. For setting It'd the 49ers ridiculous. rookie rushing yards record. Yeah. And so I, I could see the team trying to, to keep Mostert, but there's already been some disputes there over contract and stuff like that. I would be pretty surprised if he comes back. Um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot to look ahead to in a great off season. The number one story is, is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause this is a quarterback sport. Um, if, and when he gets traded, that's, that's, what's gonna, what it's going to come down to. What if you yeah. right now, what do yeah. you think we're getting for Jimmy? If we trade him?
1: Um, I I've seen plenty of reports about what other NFL executives believe of his value. Um, and I've seen people say that they don't believe he's worth the first round pick. Um, and i I think I would agree, but yeah. given the, the lacking in quarterbacks in this next draft class and the amount of, there's a lot of free agent. Well, there's not that many free agent quarterbacks and like the top two, there's are a James lot of disgruntled Winston.
0: quarterbacks who want to be free agents.
1: Yeah. Well, there's, there's Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater, I believe are the top two.
0: Yeah.
1: And if I'm a lot of teams, you know, I might rather have Jameis than Jimmy potentially. I certainly would rather have Jimmy than, than Teddy Bridgewater, I believe. Um, so I, I think that because of a desperate quarterback uh, off season with not a lot of, you know, there's some young talent coming in, but I wouldn't, uh, Kenny Pickett is my favorite. But if I'm any NFL GM, I'm not, not starting a, any of these guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a, re- like, this is not a quarterback heavy draft. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think
1: I potentially think we could see a first round.
0: I agree. I, I don't know that he's worth a first round, but I agree with the premium placed on the quarterback position. I don't, I don't think it's impossible. I don't know that I'd predict it, but it's definitely possible. I think somewhere between a third and a first. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited well, we to see what happens at a,
1: at a first, but, um, let me before we get too far we have three restricted free agents so um yeah all that means is that we can tender them a contract um they're not they're not uh, normal free agents um uh, just to explain very easily um, is that
0: is restricted free agent we get to match any offer they get as well right
1: yes yeah so that that's the uh, part of tendering them the contract and and seeing if we can match anything uh defensive line kevin givens defensive lineman cantavius street and my who has stolen my heart after this season, linebacker Aziz Alshire is a restricted free agent. I bet I bet I would keep love to see him years. return.
0: Definitely Aziz Alshire. He's coming back.
1: I I would love nothing more than to see Warner, Greenlaw, and Alshire come back as our linebackers next year. That would make me a happy guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that could and will happen this off season. So since it is the off season, we go back to every other week for, for podcasts, um, Tim and I were already talking, you know, if, if, uh, if a Jimmy Garoppolo trade comes early, you know, maybe we'll, we'll we'll do a, a quick pod to, to talk about that. So it's not so much time after that happens. Um,
0: yeah but i I'd, I'd say the plan is to to be on here in two weeks and to take our our two weeks of distance from this loss and from the 49ers season to really look back on this season as a whole and just evaluate what happened and what we can learn from it from it going forward. so definitely two weeks from now we'll be back It's definitely going to be more of a, a looking back podcast and then from there it's free agency and draft
1: yeah I've got one one last question for us one more thing to talk about before we head out. Yeah. What do we believe our expectations for the offseason are? Obviously, we'll dig into this more, but just as a, as a, as a parting thought and before we, we regroup as Niners fans, what are our expectations for this offseason?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest expectation is I think Jimmy gets traded. I think there is a re decently large chance that one of our two coordinators gets one of the remaining head coaching jobs. I don't know that it's likely, but it's not impossible. Oh, Demico Ryan's for them. did an incredible job these past few weeks in the playoffs, so I could see him see him getting a gig. I hope I hope he's back for one more year. And I think we're gonna sign a cornerback, like a real star. Like we're gonna sign an actual free agent cornerback this season. And
1: there are some good ones out there. We'll talk about that more. But I have looked at this uh, free agent class in all of the NFL, and there are some. You know, quarterback position is very weak. Wide receivers and cornerbacks is very strong. Would love yeah. to see us get so many star cornerbacks out there.
0: Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to bring in a true, a true star at that position to play with uh Mosley and and Thomas. And I think unfortunately we're gonna hear an insane amount of speculation about how Kyle Shanahan blows leads.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it certainly is something to for for people to talk about. I don't necessarily think it's something that um we have to talk about. You know, I, I, think that his play call and Jimmy's ability also, I would say for me, has a lot to do with it in my mind. Um, yeah. you know, he's not, he's not the electric guy that, you know, Stafford was taking a lot of deep shots in the end of the game. And as he's doing that, I'm watching going, I wish we could do that with, with confidence. Um, you know, if, if Jimmy throws the we ball, almost more than got him too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I would, I would agree my expectation isn't even as much that Jimmy gets traded. Um, I think it's ridiculous if he's on the like if he's on the team but not starting. Um, not that I want him to start over Trey, but because of how big his contract is. Like you don't just switch them this offseason, like you've gotta offload Jimmy's contract because you know he's not our future. Uh, guys like Devo Samuel, who needs an extension because he's gonna be entering his last year's contract. You gotta you gotta offload that that money to to get uh whether it's lake and, Thomas yeah, and- that's and a
0: years, so. that's another thing i i would expect i i could see an extension for debo being i think that's almost certain we're gonna extend him this this off season. and i i could see an extension for bosa as well even though he's got another year and then the you know the what's the right word the fifth year option because he's on his first round rookie deal but i i could yeah. see an extension There as well, especially because you I mean, we've seen the playbook his brother took in the NFL and and Joey Bosa did did eventually hold out and miss some training camp in order to force a massive contract extension. I actually think Joey Bosa is currently the highest paid defensive player in the NFL, Although Miles Garrett may have may have leapfrogged him, but I I could see I could see the 49ers saying, well, you know, Nick Bosa has the same agent as, as his brother. He held out a bit before his rookie deal to get some things straightened out that he didn't like. We just, we want to keep him happy because he's probably the best player in the NFL at his position. Let's just extend him now and, and take care of it, lock it up. So I could see that one as well.
1: Could you imagine if, I mean, it's very possible to extend Debo and Bosa, but just like that would be good job front office. It's like we've got, and Kittle. I mean,
0: Our front office is good. We've got, uh, Parag Marath. I don't know if I pronounced his name correct. Apologies, but he has been our, our salary cap and contract negotiation wizard for years. And so I'm, I'm confident that we can, we can get under the cap, especially hopefully with the 20 or so million dollars we're going to save by, by shipping Jimmy and the cap is projected to be the biggest it's ever been. It's going to be like $207 million or something like that. Oh my
1: goodness. Um, I agree with you in those expectations, quarterback change. Um, and so I, I, guess I started off saying that I, I only expect them to make the change for Trey to be a starter and Jimmy to, to not be, but I guess it only makes sense if we, if we trade Jimmy to offload that contract. So that is an expectation. Um, and I will add in signing Debo is an expectation for me. Um, but you already touched on secondary and you know, whether they, whether they trade to get a first round draft pick and, and draft a cornerback, you know, or a safety, I think we need help them both, um, yeah, I was, the secondary I was is dad. the
0: one weak spot of this defense. Our linebacker core is excellent. Absolutely. Our D-line is excellent. It's time to beef up the secondary a little.
1: I was talking – we don't even have to get into it, but I was telling my dad last night I'm I'm struggling with Jimmy Ward – um, and so him being our best guy in the secondary, um, is not my yeah. favorite thing right now. So I absolutely expect to see, uh, some additions in the cornerback and safety room. And, and hopefully a big step
0: forward from, from this season's rookies. And, but one thing I'm actually looking forward to this off season is I think this is the first 49ers offseason really of the Kyle Shanahan era, where my first thought isn't we need another wide receiver. Like I really yeah. think we have our receiving core now with those three guys of Debo, Ayuk, and Jennings. And that's so, really Bob nice. Jennings. Cause I feel like every season it's been like, Oh, we need to trade for someone like Odell or bring in Antonio Brown. Like we need this star receiver. And it's now, it's just like, there's no space for the first time in a long time. There's not part of me. That's like, Oh, we need another receiver. I'm like, we've got our guys. Maybe we bring in a couple, like maybe a different fourth and fifth string receiver come in, but there's not a need for a true star receiver. Like there has been at previous points. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. I don't
1: know if it was Joe Buck or Tony, Tony Romo. (laughs) Troy Aikman, excuse me, better Dallas quarterback uh, who said last night that uh, your team is only as good as your third string wide receiver. And in years past earlier this season, uh, that would not be a a good thing for us. But in the second half of the season, uh, Jawan Jennings has stepped up and been a great uh, third third string receiver. So I would love to see him uh, take an even bigger step this next season and um, have some some confidence in all three receivers and see what we can do with that. So love that. Those are my expectations of what we got looking forward. Um that's what I got.
0: Yeah. Hey uh 49ers fans thanks for for tuning in to 49ers unrestricted for our first our first season. We're so excited to keep producing content for you. And I, I can definitely say this is one of the funnest things I've I've ever done. So it's been it's been a good time. And uh thank you for supporting us and for for tuning in. And as we said, we'll be back in two weeks with more of a retrospective on the season and a, and a true look ahead once we've you know, gotten out of the emotional weeds of yesterday's loss. So uh, thanks for tuning in and stay safe out there, everybody.